is episode 469 for June 2017, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is from a group called the Back Porch Swing, doing a cover of the Spider-Man theme song from the 1960s. If you'd like to hear the full song, it's up on our message board at spidermancrawlspace.com, and click on the message board, it's at the top of every forum. Before we get to this episode of Spider History, I want to give a couple thanks to our new uh, supporters of this podcast and website through Patreon. So I want to give a thanks to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, and Frederico, and also Michael R. Thank you for being supporters and making sure we pay the bills and have more episodes come out into the future. And also, uh, a couple people dropped a few dollars into the PayPal pot. So I want to give a couple thanks to Alexander, Eddie, and Jovelle for helping us support us that way. If you'd like to support the site and you like what you hear, you like visiting the front page, go to the front page of SpidermanCrawlspace.com, look on the right-hand side of the site, and you'll see a button at the top that says Support This Site Via PayPal. And also, right below that, is a support this site via Patreon. So you can do it those two different ways. Also, uh, we've started streaming our podcast uh, live on YouTube. So if you'd like to subscribe and watch our uh, podcast live, go to youtube.com slash Spider-Man Crawlspace. Also, you can uh, like and get news updates daily uh, by liking our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Spider-Man Crawlspace. All right, gang, we got that out of the way. Let's get on with Spider History with JR. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to Spider History. We're also streaming this on live uh, YouTube as we record it, so there's a video attached. So check that out. Uh, how many people we got watching us, gang? We've got 14 people 14, right? yeah, 14 watching people us. And JR, we're headed back to 1968 with a an annual that's not a reprint. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I um, I woke up this morning and uh, for you know was just making the rounds on the various news sites and other things. So I click on the crawl space. Yeah, and I'm terrified by this image that shows up. <laughs> it's like, oh my. God, don't frighten the children that way. I mean, oh, my I put a picture of JR teasing to come watch us live as we record a podcast on YouTube. Did that frighten frighten you? It's like, now you know why I remained reclusive all of those years and didn't want to be seen. Uh, So, anyway. So, all right, annual number five. Uh, This was a a big get for me many years Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, in fact, I'll hold it. Oh, Brad's already holding it what, up. What's well, on the iPad? Is what it, I've got Marvel Unlimited. It's right there. Oh, okay. you can hold up. Hold up the original. This is the original. See, this is. See here. This is the original, and you know, I can smell the rotting wood pulp. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 that's a great thing. That's a great thing about these old issues is that they stink. But Jr., uh, at your age, isn't that all you smell now is rotting wood? <laughs> that and Ben Gay. Oh my God. Metamucil too, I think. I uh, know you, you, you don't actually smell the Metamucil. You smell the product byproduct of the Metamucil. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and we're losing viewers hey, on YouTube uh, as we speak. Uh, <laughs> hey, George, George brought up the whole age thing, so I'll just you know, know take it as far as I can go. You know, I'll jump. We kind of leaned into that one. 
I'll jump off the cliff with it. He, you have to take it as far as you can go because at your age, every day is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. Wow. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, there we are. That is true, particularly when you're particularly when you're married. You don't know whether you're going to die of old age or be murdered first. Enigma wants to know if Zach can smell anything through all the alcohol. <laughs> Okay, first of all, there's no alcohol being consumed tonight because, well, we're not dealing with dance lot issues. <gasps> oh, wow, oh, okay. no. Oh, no. So the cover says, JR, twice as many pages, twice as many thrills. Yeah, that's right. This is, you know, this is an interesting issue. I mean, just uh, visually, it's just a very interesting, mm-hmm. interesting one because of all the, the primary colors in the green. Uh, and you know, Spider-Man's, you know, we see his red and blue and then what looks like, I don't know if anybody remember, well, of course this would be an old, there used to be a TV show called the time tunnel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, protagonist, you know, literally walked through something that looked like this. No. Uh, and, uh. But anyway, and then uh, so it, this is just a very—I mean, this is an eye-catching cover. It really oh, is, yeah. and it's—and it's done by our old friend Jazzy Johnny, Johnny Sr. Yeah, beautiful-looking cover. I have a question. What uh, is this the most Ditko-esque Bermuda cover you've ever seen? It's very psychedelic, but oh my gosh, what do I see on the cover? There's no hyphen in Spider-Man Special. Top left. Oh, oh, no. yeah, oh yeah, Brad's <laughs> triggered. Yeah, okay. Into the into the shredder. This one goes. <laughs> Go now, ahead. This one. Take this, one um, this one. I, I tell you, this was a, a real get for me um, because uh, I think I got this in the 1970s, and I think I paid a, an alarming five dollars for it. Um, but back then, um, you know, when there was no internet, and I lived in a small town in southwestern Indiana, you know, had no access to, to you know, co- magazines or, or fandom or anything like that, you know. And so I'd heard about Peter Parker's parents, but didn't know anything about them. Not a thing. Uh, be- and because it, they weren't really talked about except in reference. Oh, my parents died when I was a toddler, blah, blah, blah. So when I saw this at the book broker in Evansville, Indiana, I mean, this was, this was, this was like treasure. It's like, oh, my God. God, you know, I've got to save my pennies and nickels or whatever and get this thing. This is a monumental issue. So, uh, so anyway, that's kind of the, the, the history behind that one. So that's, that's why it was a big get for me. Nice. Um, At JR's age, see, there was opportunity cost. If you bought a Spidey issue, then you, that meant less rock candy or, uh, or uh, a float at the soda fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole quarter was. was or ba- or baseball cover. cards. I mean, you know, used to be able to buy a pack of baseball cards for five cents or 10 cents. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was a big thing back then was the baseball cards. I spent more money on baseball cards than I did on comic books back in those days. So before I became thoroughly disenchanted with the sport. Um, but anyway, you didn't hear, come here, here to hear, come here to see an old man ramble about the good old days, you know, when yeah, he we walked did. up, when yeah, he walked up, when he walked uphill in the snow, both ways to buy his comic books. Um, so, but like, so basically, the issue starts out, and I mean, and you know, I mean, this this is classic Stanism. Okay, uh, I, I've almost got, I've, I've got to read uh, the captions amidst the silent shadows of the mysterious Casbah. So you see, Spider Man is in Algeria at a Casbah, and he's rocking the Casbah, but <laughs> he his spider sense is going off, and so he sa- he says things is not kosher. All right. So, but anyway, amidst the silent shadows of the mysterious Casbah in far off Algeria, a stealthily, stealthy, super powered figure grimly searches for. But wait! 
it will all be revealed in good time. Right now, Spidey senses danger, and so our saga begins. But then, but then that's it's not just that. But then we have a warning. We have oh, a, a warning. warning. You know, when you finally meet our scurrilous supervillain, prepare yourself for one of the biggest surprises of the year. And this was not just written by Stan. I mean, no, 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 no. Stan Lee did not just write in those days, okay? <laughs> this is phantasmagorically produced by Smiling Stan Lee and Larrapin Larry Lieber, who everyone knows his claim to fame is being Stan's brother. Stan's brother, yeah. Stan- Still drawing Spider-Man to this day in the comic strip, daily and comic how strip. Is the guy, I mean, if Stan is 90... Ugh. Well, Stan there's a thing. Oh, nice. Hold on, let's look it up the on the longevity oh, oh. is amazing. What's wrong? The longevity is amazing. Yeah, they have. Uh, he is 85. Wow, he's, he's a kid younger brother. brother. He's still drawing at 85 or whatever. I'll be yeah. probably. I won't be at 85. I'm probably just going to be sitting and drooling. I think Sal is uh, still doing like uh, commissions and stuff, and he's still working. I know uh, uh, Ramita Sr. still draws stuff every now and then. He does? Um, Pretty much. I think um, him and and friends are doing like this um, Liberty – I can't remember the name of the character, but it's like a a, kind of a Paul Revere type character that they're doing. It's a uh, creator-owned series. John Ramita Sr. is 87. Uh, Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, so anyway. But, yeah, but pretty much now, uh, uh, Ron Friends and Sal Buscema exclusively work with just each other. So Sal is pretty much Ron's ex- exclusive anchor anymore. That's kind of cool because it's like two of my favorite artists. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, yeah. and they're like, you know, screw it. We're pal, just, we're, our pal Sal's 81. Okay, we're yeah. enough of the birthdays. Go ahead, JR. Take okay. a look. Anyway, anyway, the story opens with Spider-Man in Algiers. And, you know, like I said, he realizes things is not kosher, and he's ambushed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Algiers or Algiers or uh, Algeria? Algiers. Algiers. Which okay. I have no idea where that, that's the Algiers. That's got to be in Africa. It's, yes, it's, uh, it's in North Africa because a Casbah is the citadel of a North African city. So, okay. the Casbah. He, he's, a, he's in North Africa right now. How did he get to North Africa? Well, uh, we won't, we don't know quite, we won't know for a little bit, but when Spider-Man, Spider-Sense goes off and then he is attacked by a gang of thugs who are using watermelons to attack him. Now, watermelons? Watermelons. This is a watermelon attack. Now, this is the part where George yeah. would usually accuse me of making stuff up. Okay. But as you can see, <laughs> Spider-Man is definitely being attacked by watermelons. Yep, hey, there we go. Man. There it is. Look there at those watermelons. He's, he's, attacked. he's being attacked by watermelons. Wow. All right. Well, after That's he crazy. kicks after he kicks their butt and he chases after the ones who are still conscious, a Shriner pulls out a gun and fires. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on now. Yeah, it's a Shriner. It's not a Shriner. It's not. Yeah, it these, is. These guys He's, are these guys are, are are thug criminals, and I'm not going to let you disparage the good name of the Shriners. Who do a lot of work <laughs> no, no, for, no, 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 Brad, show, show that again. Show that okay, again. Okay, hold on, hold on. Just because you're wearing a fez doesn't mean you're a, a, a Shriner. There you go, right there. There's... Yeah, see, he's wearing a fez. Okay, that so... doesn't mean he's a Shriner, Doctor. Who... <laughs> 
the eleventh Doctor Who wore a fez, and he wasn't a Shriner. Okay, well maybe he's uh, uh what's what's the other one? The uh, the uh, the Grotto, the Grottos. You know, because you have the you have uh, the Freemasons, you have the Shriners, you have uh, I think the the Prophets are in the Grotto, I think, and you have the. Uh, uh, the the tall trees the tall trees of um, cedar trees or something. So I, I used to study all these Masonic organizations. Ornisek wants to know where the Shriners' little car is. <laughs> who, who knew Jr. was part of the Illuminati? <laughs> the tall cedars of Lebanon. That's what they are. That's another offshoot of the Masons. I actually went to the Masonic Memorial in D.C. once, but anyway, that's another story. All right. So anyway, so the Shriner shoots Peter in the uh, shoots Spider in the head. Yeah, Spider-Man just barely gets out of the way, uh, and so he, uh, you know, he falls into the water, and you know, he he gets himself up, and then he falls unconscious, and then he we have we have a flashback. So you know, all right. So anyway, this flashback we go back to Forest Hills, and Peter is taking a trunk down to the basement for Aunt May, and as he's um, as he's taking it down there, it busts open. And Peter says, "Oh man, there's all kinds of smelly old lady stuff in here. I better, <laughs> I better, I better put it all back in before the old bat sees it, you know." And then, and then he looks at his, "Hey, wait a minute, that guy looks like me." And it's like, "Whoa!" It says Richard Parker, and oh my God, and the, that must be my old man. And uh, oh, that chick next to him must be my old lady. And and oh no, it says they were traitors to the country. It's like, well, no wonder Aunt May and Uncle Ben gave me that fish story about them being on the run because they were hiding from Norman Osborn. You know, I mean, of course that was all made up. They were really traitors to their country. And that's why they were afraid to tell me. So Peter goes and confronts Aunt May and says, why didn't you tell me about my parents? Oh, they were just so ashamed. <laughs> you know, and we didn't want you to think bad about your parents. George is about to interject with a thought. Really, really just really quick. Uh, the uh, the exponential the or the exposition action JR is the best JR. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the best of the figures, the one that actually does the has explaining action when you when you press the lever in his back. And we don't usually see that because we don't usually do the webcams when we record this. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. Yeah, well, maybe I could maybe I should just <clears throat> stop here and uh, maybe I should just read off uh, read off my notes real uh, monotone in a monotone. But uh, I can't do that. I have a heart attack if I try that. Anyway, so Peter goes and he says, "All right, yo bat, all right, <laughs> you've been lying to my face for years. All right, about my parents." Just like I've been lying to your face all these years about me being Spider-Man. But it's, but it's okay if I lie your face because, one, I'm the lead character. And because successive generations of Spider-Writers have persisted in portraying you as a moron who can't figure it out. But anyway, so so anyway, so now we get a flashback within a flashback. So oh, that's you, true, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, you got to, you know, you kind of got to steady yourselves on this, you know, because, uh, you know, Stan was now. Zane was exploring the space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this yeah. is just this is like uh, what's that uh, Leonardo movie? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, DiCaprio. The Mona Lisa attacks. No, what, Inception. Catch me if you can. Mm. Inception. Thank you, Hornacek. Yeah, Gilbert Grape. No. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> yes, it's just like the Titanic movie. A double flashbacks. Yeah. Well, okay. Street. <laughs> Revenant. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so we get this flashback within a flashback. Okay. All right. Now, Aunt May is remembering the day that Richard and Mary left. Okay. So, you know, Richard's sitting there and he says, Yep, yeah, you know, uh, Ben, May, you know, the uh, old lady and I are, we're going out on a vacation. 
You know, we're going to spend months overseas. We're going to hit all the sites. We're going to see everything. And we are going to leave you two feeble, senile old people with an active toddler. And while we're partying, you are going to be changing his diapers. And, of course, boys and girls, in those days, diapers were not disposable. They were not. You know, you actually had to use cloth and you had to wash them. So, you know, anyway, aren't you glad you didn't, your, your kids are modern. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had the, we had the disposable diapers and the diaper genie. Do you have a diaper genie, Brad? I did. I did. Boy, that thing stunk every week. <laughs> Spidey dude, did you have a diaper genie? He's mute. Oh, he's stunned. Okay. But, 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 <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, so Peter just we, cannot we, believe me. he's here he just can't believe what he's hearing. And so, you know, she, he says, well, do you know what happened? Would you know what the story was? And, and she says, well, we kept trying to contact this guy in Algiers, this guy who ran a restaurant. And uh, because he was the one who identified the bodies, but he never responded, you know? So anyway, this just drives Peter crazy. And he just wanders town, you know, all miserable and everything. Oh, my parents were traitors. Oh, my parents were traitors. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, and he said, I, I just, I just, I got to find the truth. I got to, I got to go to Algiers myself. Uh, and, uh, I know just, you know, how am I going to do it? So he says, aha. So he goes to the fantastic four and, uh, he asks the fantastic four, if he can borrow one of their cool flying things. And Reed says, you know, funny, you should mention it because your benefactor and your sugar daddy, Tony Stark, uh, developed this flying saucer thing. Uh, this fine saucer thingy for shield. And he wants me to test it since I am, of course, the smartest man on the planet. Uh, and, uh, it'll get, it'll get there before you need to take a pee. So how's if I give you a ride anyway? So Reed mm-hmm. takes Spider-Man, you know, flies him to Algiers and then drops him off. Right? So then Spider-Man proceeds to search for this dude who Aunt May said identified the bodies. Ah, see, now he's a different kind of Shriner because he's got a different colored oh fence. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, so, so anyway, so Spider-Man, he finds this guy, and when he confronts him, that guy says, by the beard of the prophet. Okay, here, now, let now, this. There, I got it right there. By the now, beard of the prophet. There now, you got to, you know, now you're thinking, now Stan Lee is a guy who does his research and he is not one who is given to, you know, using cliches or, you know, using things that have absolutely no basis in fact, you know, so I decided to, so I decided to Google by the beard of the prophet to see if that is actually what Muslims used to say or do say when they swear. Ah, and it says, uh, in uh, Western historical fictions, Muslims are often depicted to swear by the beard of the prophet, uh, but this is a classic case of false depiction. What? Oh, no. uh, there is no evidence supporting that any Muslim in recorded history used that swear. Oh, Stan. He must Stan. be lying that a dude can climb walls and stick to him too. Oh, this is, this is worse than finding out that, you know, when Jerry Conway wrote that, uh, that, uh, earthquake in New York issue with a team up with Hercules that, you know, he, he didn't actually research the fact that New York city did have earthquakes, uh, and things. This is just, 
I'm I'm heartbroken. Stan, can you con- can you continue? Are you I okay? don't know. To find out that Stan fudged things is kind of uh, disheartening. But anyway, so Spider Man yeah. interrogates this guy, and he says, "All right, did you know this guy? Did you know Richard Parker? Remember back to the early de- the days after World War II." So I'm thinking, "Whoa, whoa, World War II!" So if Peter was a toddler in world just after World War II, holy cow, he's got to be seventy years old by now. <laughs> I mean, it says World War Two, and in, in, in where does it say World War Two? Let's. Oh gosh, gosh, you know. Now I'm not making this up. You're not. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So he, he, he burst, found it. Here's the panel. Yeah, he burst, he's panel. holding up the guy with the fez. Okay, this yeah. the Shriner right there. Yeah, not right a Shriner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he says, "Now I want you to think back back to the early days after World War Two. There was a plane crash. Two Americans were killed, and a restaurant owner identified the bodies. And the guy says it was I. It was I, I swear. So anyway, so Spidey has got to be seventy years old. Bam. Uh, anyway, just all kind. Is this just all kinds of secrets are being unveiled in this one, folks? <laughs> um, anyway. Spider-Man interrogates the guy, says, you know, I, you know, I knew, I knew this Richard Parker and I knew that he was a spy. Everybody knew he was a spy for the local supervillain. No one knows the local supervillain's name, but he's a supervillain. Okay. But I can tell you where he lives. I don't know his name. You know, I know where he grocery shops. I know where he eats, you know, I know where his friends are, but I don't know his name. Okay. I know the women he loves. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he doesn't know his name. So anyway, so Spider-Man goes to the address and he finds an office, an mm-hmm. office. And, and, it, he, and it looks like he's looking through long boxes. Look at this. Hmm. Uh, well, we're looking exactly. for the, we're looking for annual number five. Which one long box would that be in? <laughs> but before, before, see, the thing is he decides to search and he like, you know, he's putting his fingers all over the place and he comes up with a magic button. He presses the button and then a door opens and this, all these filing cabinets are there. Okay. Yeah. So the, you know, this, this local supervillain, who uh, we find out is the Red Skull, obviously. Um, you know, Peter is going through his, it's like the old card catalog at the library, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so Spearman, you know, is like, he's looking through, oh, I'm looking for this particular book written by so-and-so. Ah, oh, crap, somebody's already checked it out. Anyway, the, the Red Skull burst in on him. And the thing is, I can't tell, is this Red Skull Italian or German? You know, because, I, I don't German, know, look, yes. at, look at that outfit. Look at that outfit, man. Yeah, I mean, he was. He's the German, yeah. What was, yeah. it, what was it in that great movie though? Wasn't he an Italian? No. Oh, you're talking about the '90s Captain America movie. Oh, no one counts. Yeah. He was Italian. Yeah. You're a horrible yeah, person. Was, so anyway, so anyway, this just gets me that the skull has a, a desk, an office, you know, and there's his phone. I mean, what does he do? What does the skull do all day? You know, I mean, and he's got this filing cabinet back. So what? He's sitting there. You know, the phone rings, and he goes, "Yeah, Red Skull here." Said, so, "Oh, you need." <laughs> you, you, you need an assassin in Mexico? Well, let me see if I have one. So he and then he turns around. He looks in his filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah, got this guy right here or whatever. How, when do you need him? So you know. So I mean, come on, it's a the, the yeah. Red Skull. Anyway, so the Red Skull's there in a the smoking. Why is the Red Skull in a smoke? Well, I know he's smoking, kind of like George is actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's like it's it's like I don't know. It's like Dean Martin, you know, in a skull mask. <laughs> welcome or to like welcome that. to the Red Skull roast. <laughs> The chat, the chat is referring to him as Hugh Hefner. Oh, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Red Skull has tech support, says Hornacek. 
So anyway, the Red Skull says, "Well, you know, you I've heard of you, Spider-Man, but you know, you're not you're not worth worth wiping my butt with." Uh, so I'm going to bring out Sandor, and Sandor is going to kick your butt. You know, and of course, Sandor's this big, bald guy, you know, and he lumbers around, you know, more arthritically than the Gorn in the original Star Trek series. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like Tor Johnson, you know, from like the old B-50 movies, you know, and look mm-hmm. at the way he's got his hand. That's total Kirby, like, like I'm a wrestler, like, coming at you. Anyway, so Spider-Man makes quick work of, you know, work of him because he only has one name, Sandor, you know, and guys like that with just one name. Now, like Man Mountain Marco, he's, he's harder to beat because he's got three. Sandor. Yeah. One name, easy yep. as pie. So, so if he were, if Spider-Man were to fight Cher, he could turn back time. God. <laughs> oh my God. If uh, oh, he's dropping no. the mic. <laughs> no. JR's leaving. Oh, oh you're putting the Febreze. Uh, that one hurt, huh? Uh, God, get on. the stench of that joke out of here. <laughs> you need an inner, an inner filter, Brad. If I could tell you would not this time. time. He, you know, he doesn't want us to cuss, but he, he, but he's more than willing to tell these terrible, offensive jokes. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, you know, uh, six degrees of Spider-Man and share. Remember Zimmerman that wrote the Get Craven miniseries? He dated Cher. Yes. I, yes, which I brought up on one of the podcast ones. Well, but anyway. So okay. that's how, that's how you learned it. Brad was through Jr. I guess, Thanks, I guess so. I'm bringing it back to Jr. But, but anyway, going back to the Red Skull's filing cabinet, you know, so Spider-Man is looking through the filing cabinet, and there's a file on Richard Parker, and he pulls out his dad's secret ID card to this villainous organization. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he's like, you know, yeah, you join the you join the bad guy organization or whatever, and you get an official membership card. So he's got an official. So Richard Parker has an official evil membership card. So. Oh. Anyway, so Spider-Man, he's just really bummed out. Oh, man, my dad was a traitor. My dad really was. How am I going to live this down? Blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody at the superhero watering hole, you know, is going to be making fun of me. Uh, so, but in one of those, um, now, what happens next here is the Skull decides to call in the Finisher. <laughs> because the Finisher finishes things. He finishes people off. Now, this, and then this is the actual, this is the finisher is the answer to one of those old spider jeopardy questions. Oh, uh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. Back, uh, you know, back before George ascended to the, uh, the MC throne, uh, you know, because of his, uh, uh, what was it? You, uh, perfect record. As far as winning spider jeopardy, he became the MC. Uh, but before that time period, uh, Bertoni did it. And he had a category called Spider-Man killed a guy. And uh, oh, basically what happens is the finisher who has a, he has a Spider-Man uh, got part of his costume ripped off. So the finisher is able to do a spectral analysis on the costume mm. and track Spider-Man down. And so he sends like these heat seeking missiles after Spider-Man. But, you know, so Spidey decides to like head right back to the finisher's car, duck, and then the, the missile blows the finisher up. So, you know, that, that was why he was the answer to Spider-Man. One of the Spider-Man killed a guy, but he's not dead. Yet. He's not dead yet, but he isn't getting any better. Uh, so he, you know, he says, well, tell me all about Richard Parker. You're dying or whatever. And the guy says, sure, I'm dying. Why not? You know, I might as well have this dramatic deathbed confession. Um, and so he tells, you know, he, you know, tells Spidey that it was all, a, you know, a setup that he actually, but Parker actually betrayed the Red Skull. And so the Red Skull had him killed. And so Spider-Man says, well, that great. I know that now, but I can't prove it. So I got to go back to the Skull's filing cabinet and see what I can find there. Um, so, 
Oh, actually, the, I forgot there that the, the finisher tells him how he rigged the Parker's plane. They were going to the Red Skull had sent him uh, to, to deliver some important paper somewhere, uh, but the Red Skull knew he was uh, betraying him. So the finisher fixed the plane, and the plane goes down. Boom! Uh, Spider-Man goes back, confronts the Red Skull. There's this, uh, there's this, you know, Titanic superhero, supervillain attack uh, fight. Everything blows up, but in the heat of the fire, in the heat of the battle. There's a scene that opens in the special supervillain ID card. And then the first seal was broken. And within the special supervillain ID card Ooh. is Richard Parker's actual U.S. government ID card. Oh, wow. there you go. <laughs> wow. And now that that's impressive spy work right there. <laughs> Richard Parker hiding his uh, hiding his his real ID. In a place that could be easily found. <laughs> what the fuck? But but Spider Man sure is excited to see it. Look at that! Yeah, yeah, boy! <laughs> I, I just I just can't go over the fact that he's packing spy IDs. You know, it's like you know, here's my spy ID for the U.S. government, but here's my spy ID for the Red Skull. Ooh, you know, I mean, I don't want the I don't want my sp- government ID to be found, so I'll hide it in my Red Skull gang ID. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, though, Spider Man, he has something dramatic to say at the very end. You know, okay. He says, I've, you know, redeemed my father's honor. I've cleared his name. Never again will I bemoan my secret identity or the thought toy with the thought of giving it up until issue number 100 when I decide to grow myself four extra arms. (laughs) But until then, I'm not going to consider giving it up. So, and then Stan ends the story. And so the quest is ended. The prize is won. The long-dead past has yielded its half-forgotten secret to a youth who wouldn't surrender, who wouldn't lose the faith. The road has been long and the battle bitter, but now in this one brief moment of eternity. What? Wait a minute. This one brief moment of eternity. (laughs) The pounding heart of Peter Parker is flushed with victory, is filled with pride, such as few men before him have ever known the end. Hyperbole much, Stan. Isn't that supposed to be the other way around? Isn't the male supposed to be humping the female from behind? Whoa, whoa. For those audio listeners, Zach's playing with his action figures. If you <laughs> Yeah, can. It's, it's prop time now, I guess. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but hey, this issue hey, also I, had a lot of other stuff. I'm listening. You're distracting. I, I, well, I'm, I'm distracting the YouTube people. It's not, and I'm not distracting you. Maybe they're trying to listen to JR, which is the whole purpose of being here. <laughs> or maybe listen, Zach is implying that they're b- bored by me, so he has to have these oh. vulgar. He has to do these vulgar little prop shows, you know. <laughs> Boy, we're fighting like you know. Why, why don't why don't we have this as another segment? Why don't we have this as another segment? We got my spider history. We have George's Fight Club, and we can have Zach's porn figures. Where, <laughs> Whoa. You know, Zach uses Spider-Man figures. To- all right, all right, all right, all right. So my question to you, Jr. Um, yeah, let's get off that subject. Yeah. The what do you think of this issue? I mean, what I I, I don't think this is the Everman that has spies as parents. No, no. This is uh, yeah. this is one of those things that uh, it's not really. I don't know if that was a story that needed to be told, uh, particularly. Uh, 
the, you know, turn it, you know, the, again, you're right. I mean, it's like, oh, here we thought that Peter Parker was the hero who could be you. Spider-Man was the hero mm-hmm. could be you. But if you just happen to be the son of secret agents. Uh, yeah. But I guess Stan figured that, you know, people were asking probably what happened to Peter's parents. Mm-hmm. So he figured that he might as well make it a story. And he, you know, he couldn't very charge well a quarter tell- for it instead of a, a yeah, 12 cents. Yeah, instead of like 12 cents, he wanted to charge yeah. a whole quarter for it. So, you know, it couldn't be, uh, you know, it couldn't be, you know, them getting in a car wreck or anything like that. I mean, who's going to pay a quarter to read that story, you know? So, yeah. so then we, so we've got to do we this. We paid 10 bucks to hear, to, to hear him, you know, have a very convoluted plane ride that, from, of death. So, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 2, anybody? So, so um, one, one thing that I had a reservation about this story is having the Red Skull involved, which is a but, Captain America villain. It's not what, the real Red Skull. Oh, it's not? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not, not the real Red Skull. Phil okay. in, Zach. Uh, the, the, oh, in. But I don't know. That's why I'm saying Phil in. Okay, you uh, gave the impression of knowing, so now you're on yeah, the spot. No, no, this, is, this is actually the second Red Skull. My understanding is, is this is not the original Red Skull. The original Red Skull um, had a battle with Cap and was not brought back until years later. But this was technically the second Red Skull. So the uh, the the skull itself is not actually his face; it's a mask. Ah, okay. So, what would you have preferred? If Stan used someone that was older and already in the Spider lore as a villain. I don't no. know. Well, no, it, you, you like the Red Skull aspect? Well, the, the, the story is almost fifty years old. I mean, it's yeah. it's. Uh, it's one of those things. Uh, it is what it is. You know, the story is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, who cares at this point in time, who cares? And, you know, I mean, you know, Stan was trying to tell a special story. So he brought in a special villain. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he was, you know, in a, in a way he, uh, again, this, uh, kind of, was counterintuitive to the fact that Peter Parker is supposed to be the everyman. Uh, yeah. You know, his old man was a spy who also happened to be a double agent, who also happened to work for the Red Skull at one time, who happens to be Captain America's deadliest enemy, who happened to be played by Hugo Weaver, uh, Weaving, uh, who then won't show up in any more movies because he got the, a case of the elites or whatever. So, anyway. <laughs> so we're know, also- everybody, everybody else has fun playing a Marvel villain, uh, but, you know, Hugo Weaving decides to get on his high horse and say it's too he didn't like it, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. Until he started seeing how much money everybody was making, he's like, "Oh, you know, I might actually be uh, open to coming back for another round of yeah. Let's Go." Yeah, I mean, when Willem Dafoe played the Green Goblin, he showed up at the uh, red carpet wearing a green suit. You know, I mean, it was uh, he was thoroughly enjoying it, um, yeah. and uh, and that was even before it became vogue to be playing a supervillain. But right. uh, anyway. So uh, we've got one more issue that came out uh, in 1968. Of yeah, well, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. You have something else? Not, well, I don't know that I have anything else, but remember, this is a special issue, so it's got special backup features. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It, I, it does have some stuff. You know, so we have a special pinup, a day at the Daily Bugle. For no particular reason. I mean, it's just a day at the Daily Bugle. And no, I'm not doing my Jonah voice because I have other people in the, in the house. And then, uh, yeah, that wouldn't work. And then we have Peter Parker, the super sports star, where we imagine uh, Peter imagines himself as a baseball player climbing up the, uh, 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 the flagpole, flagpole, you know, a football player. Uh, and he's playing without a helmet, uh, which explains a lot of things. A javelin thrower. Ooh, and then here we go, an advertisement now in full color. Look oh, at that, good. an advertisement for the original Spectacular Spider-Man number two, starring you-know-who. 
No, oh. let's see that one. I have. I can't see that one. Nice. You don't have the ads in your. Uh, in no, they, your, they've edited the ads out. And, and, oh, and, by the way, I'm I'm still loading. The app doesn't like going back. <laughs> so 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 you don't also get this cool Norman Rockwell uh, ad no. on the back cover. And you oh. know another thing no. with Marvel Unlimited, they don't they put in some of them when they were scanning. But they've eliminated the letters pages, which I love looking at the letters pages. Yeah, there's, that kind of is... That, there's, there's other stuff in here of Spider-Man as, like, uh, other characters. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> and, Dick and Tracy and Lil Abner. And winds up being prophetic there on that second page. Let's see. Oh, the Mickey Mouse Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, and there's Archie. So and then, then actually, there's an amusing three three page story. Here we go applauding, which is supposedly how Stan Lee and John Romita come up with plots for Spider Man. So uh, it's, it's an amusing little story. And Roy Thomas shows up at the very end and steals our ideas. So, yeah. all right, Brad. Okay, we're there going. We go. Con- continue. We've got uh, ASM sixty one came out in June of nineteen sixty eight. By Stan Lee and Don Heck and John Romita Sr. Yeah, this was um, actually, this was a rather insignificant issue, except for one particular footnote that, or it's now become a footnote in my history, at least. Okay. Um, This is the issue that I used to explain the course of events that resulted in the events of sin's past. Mm. So uh, issue number 61, uh, because, as you, you know, as you recall, when J. Michael Straczynski did uh, did the story and Peter was and there's the cover and Peter was supposed to be the father of Gwen's twins. And Joe Casada said, we can't do that. Uh, so JMS had to hurriedly change the father to Norman Osborne, but he didn't do a backstory. You know, so, you know, you're sitting there wondering, you know, how why in the world would Norman and Gwen, you know, do the nasty. Uh, but anyway. So this was so I so I use this story to come up with an explanation. But anyway, the story actually began in issue number fifty nine, the brand of the brainwasher. Okay, now Mary, it starts off. Mary Jane has a has a job at the uh, the Gloom Room a go go, because that's where you know hip people went in the sixties. You know, the, and so she's a dancer there in a sparkly little outfit, and uh, she's given a camera, and she says, you know, a whole bunch of hoity-toity, or no, she's and she's told a whole bunch of important people are going to be there, and they like to have their picture taken, so you go around, little red-headed girl, and uh, take these people's picture. And so she does that, but what happens is then they hypnotize them, you know, they, they, they put suggestions in their head, and that's how the brainwasher controls them, and one of these people is Captain Stacy. And it turns out that the brainwasher, quote unquote, is actually the kingpin, you know, and the kingpin is using Wink, Dr. Winkler of the infamous Winkler device uh, to brainwash these people into doing the kingpin's bidding. So, you know, we do issue 59, issue 60. This is also where uh, uh, Captain Stacy tries to beat Peter up with his cane. And Peter, sh- you know, and, and Peter shoves him to the ground. You know, you old fool, stay away from me. Gwen walks in on it, and Gwen hates Peter now. You know, regardless of the fact that her old man tried to bash his skull in, she now hates Peter. Uh, but then, you know, starting in issue number 61, 
All right, because Peter actually took took a picture of in the prior issue, he took a picture of Captain Stacy leading a bunch of goons into the police station and stealing a bunch of files. So Peter happened to Spider Man happened to take a picture. It gets on the bugle's front page. Uh, Gwen finds out. Oh, gee, you know, Dad, you're re- you know re- you're really in deep here. We got to get away. They try to get away, uh, but the Kingpin's goons kidnap them and take them back to Osborne Chemical. Now, okay. all right, because Winkler actually works for Osborne. Uh, and anyway, Norman has found out that Winkler has been buying equipment without his authorization. And so he goes to confront him and Winkler says, oh, you were out of town. You know, you're probably, you know, throwing pumpkin bombs around or whatever. And, uh, so I had to order this stuff. And then Norman says, all right, all right, all right, but don't do it again. <laughs> uh, and, uh. You know, of course, then the kingpin comes up. Oh, it's a good thing he really didn't suspect her. I didn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so, anyway, they bring the, the kingpin's goons bring Captain Stacy and Gwen to, to the Osborne chemical plant because, as the kingpin suggests, no one's going to look for them in a chemical plant because, one, Osborne is too busy, and two, no one's going to suspect that a crime lord has taken up. Uh, I don't know. Comic book logic, folks. Comic book logic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but this time, see, Norman's having all kinds of flashbacks. You know, he's looking at he's, he's reading the paper and it says, oh, you know, tonight a documentary on the Green Goblin. And, you know, of course, Norman starts getting into the uh, what's it what George calls him the crazy sweats. Yeah. Right? yeah. The crazy sweats. George, uh, it's similar to the meat sweats, but with crazy. Yeah. So he gets in the crazy sweats. Um, so. Anyway, so Norman's leaving work, and he happens to notice that the light is still on in Winkler's laboratory. And it's like, I told that SOB to turn the lights off when he left after every night. It's like, my electric bill is going through the roof because of this dumb SOB or whatever. So I'm just going to go in there, and I'm going to turn those lights off myself. Man, look, take a look at Winkler, by the way. It's just a creepy dude, isn't he? <laughs> kind of Kind of looks like old, the old character actor David Wayne in a way. Mm. So he looks like uh, Phil Silver, uh, Phil Silver's uh, younger criminal brother. <laughs> Only Jr. and I get that. I, I oh my head! You, know, I, Phil Silver is. you don't know who Phil Silver's was? Phil Silver. He was a great. Com- he was a great comedian at the time. In fact, he was. Uh, he's been confused for the Dalai Lama in uh, in <laughs> in China. Somebody was wearing a Phil Silver shirt on the uh, Sergeant Bilko shirt on the Great Wall, and the Chinese authorities tried to arrest him because they thought it was a picture of the Dalai Lama. Oh, Sergeant Bilko Hornacek says. Okay. No, I just said Sergeant Bilko. Too. Oh, you did. Okay, I got it. I did. Not the Hornacek. Steve- Hornacek. Wait a minute. This is my show, Hornacek. Are you trying to steal my thunder? <laughs> The OG well, silver. Holy cow. Okay. Zach lowered his chair. He doesn't want stuff's going down or crying or doing hanky panky. Holy yeah. cow. What are you guys talking about? They were talking about Zach. He lowered his Wait chair. Minute, they were obsessed with Zach going back. off camera and all we could see was the top of his head. <laughs> Literally, that was like. How can you see the big package? I- For the record, I, I, I like half an hour of uh, chat. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, see, I've just been focused on my job. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, see, I was supposed to entertain you people, and here you are having this conversation behind my back. Anyway. Good. So. No, By the way, not, not digging the, the Don Heck art. He was originally an art uh, Iron Man artist, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, just not digging it. It's, I mean, coming off of John Romina Sr., you're going to be disappointed. So anyway, but Spider-Man, you know, he uh, he uh, he goes back to the gloom room a go-go, 
because he figures that's where everything started going wrong with Captain Stacy. And it's abandoned. You know, everybody, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the mobsters or whether they use it for their purposes and they abandon it, they bail out. Uh, or like in Goodfellas, they just burn it down. Uh, but uh, so anyway, Spiderman starts ripping things apart and he, fi- he finds this panel and it says Osborne Laboratory. So, you know, whenever you, you know, are building, you know, secret spyware <laughs> uh, for mobsters, you always proudly put your brand right there on it. So yeah. anyway, so Spiderman says, well, this must mean that everybody's at Osborne Laboratories. So so that's where he goes. And he bursts in, and he confronts the kingpin and Winkler, and beats the crap out of the kingpin. But Winkler has a gun posed on, poised on Captain Stacy and Gwen. Then Norman shows up to turn the lights out, and then Norman sees it. He says, "Good Lord!" He says, "You know what's been going on in my place under my nose? I didn't authorize any of this. You know, holy, it's holy cow! It's something like what weird bondage stuff going on in here. You know, <laughs> holy cow! What are these people doing?" So anyway, and why aren't I getting a cut since it's on my premises? But anyway. it, it's funny because Brad is trying to show on uh, on like the iPad or something. And like every time he does it, like it's either on the tiny box that no one can see or it's for like half a second when it actually flashes up. Oh, I guess screen. I should clear my throat or something like that so people can see it when. But then or I maybe just it. start talking. You don't have to clear your throat. Just say, oh, and here's the art and this is yeah. what it looks like. We'll, we'll figure out, figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway. So anyway, so Osborne. By the way, those in the chat room, uh, Zach had to reboot his computer. Zach will be back shortly. <laughs> well, if he's uh, if it takes as long as you it took you or whatever, he won't be back until <laughs> well, an hour. Yeah, an hour or so, so. Windows is going crazy this weekend. So, but anyway, so Norman, you know, jumps on Winkler and distracts him, and so Spider-Man <laughs> is able to save the day. Uh, Suddenly, and- I got like a Spidey and Fonzie slash fic in my head. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Winkler. Hey. So anyway, so so Norman is the big hero, and so then, so I speculated that uh, uh, that is what brought Gwen to his door that one time, uh, uh, you know, to say thank you because, as you can tell, it was all chaos there, and Norman's going, "Oh, I'm having crazy sweats. I'm thinking of being a supervillain." Blah blah blah, and, you know. So Gwen didn't have a chance to talk well, to him. So, that's what I, know, I, but, I, I But look, Gwen looks quite impressed at how much Norman has kicked butt there. Look at her turning her head. Wow. Anyway, alas, I'm making Are you done? Up. I'm done. Hit it. All right. All right. So that's what oh, I said. Oh, oh, well, I'm going to jump. I found another panel that can, that can uh, prove your theory also, but go ahead. Well, I was just about done. I was about to put a nice, pretty bow on it. But if you want to, you know, if you want to jump okay. in, you know, right. here, sell here. my thunder again. Look, look at this panel. Look at Gwen Stacy looking lovingly at Norman Osborn right there. She's, She's talking about how they all owe their lives to Spider-Man, Brad. She's but not. Who's she looking at? No, you're, you're looking you're at stretching. You're like you're Stretch Armstrong right now. <laughs> you're Stretch Armstrong on a rack. <laughs> All right, so anyway, but th- but anyway, but that's the end. You know, that's the end. Norman's testimony exonerates uh, Captain Stacy, uh, and the day is saved. And that is Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-one. So, good month or bad month? What do you think? Well, it was a fair. I, 
you know, it's, I mean, we have a, a classic uh, Amazing Spider-Man annual, even though it was rather hokey and corny or whatever, and classic yeah. Stan Lee. It's still a classic story. It's it's definitely worth having in your collection. It's, uh, it's still canon, obviously, you know, about Peter's parents and uh, where they, you know, what happened to them. Uh, and, you know, you get the, the Kingpin and Norman Osborn and, <clears throat> you know, and uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good month. Cool. All right, uh, before we wrap this up, any questions from the YouTubers watching us live right now? Many of them that, are still that, awake. That you would like. There's 14 of them that stayed with us. What would you like to hear, gang? That stayed with us. Stayed <laughs> with us. <laughs> so in, other words, in other words, I'm only about a third as popular no. as the regular show. No, well, I'm to blame because yeah, we, we started so long. Actually, oh, I, Bill Gates is to blame. Either that, or Ashley has a much bigger following than I get than I gathered, and <laughs> when she's not here, people people don't tune in. So <laughs> Michael Reed wants to know how was your day, Jr. <laughs> I don't know. I spent most of it napping like a typical old man. So, God, that sounds fun. It is when you get to I my didn't get age. A nap today. Trust me. Yeah. You didn't no, get a nap? there isn't anything else to live for. Uh, a good nap is uh, is pretty well it. Alex Stiff says no question, just a thank you. And Hornacek also says we only had one day notice that we were doing this, so that I, I gave the other group a, a, a week. Way to phone it in, Hornacek. Yeah. When is the next Spider History? It just so happens, Enigma. There's one coming up next. All right, but one that I'm we- not nearly as prepared for. <laughs> Alex says I love Jr. and George hates. <laughs> 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 All right. 